Welcome back to Series 3 of the Rock and Road Pod. I have missed you. I hope you've missed the podcast. Well, it's back with full effect. In this series, I have teamed up with Honda and the Honda Engine Room. And that's coming up in future episodes. Really, really exciting. I've got a new feature called the MCN Minute, hearing what the MCN Biking Paper has to tell you about in their latest publication each week. Plus, this week, a very exciting episode. I went to the launch of the Great Relay 21 at Wars Harley-Davidson in Chelsea. But now, first of all, let me tell you about this. I was lucky enough to drive the brand new VW Golf GTI Mark 8, the latest generation of the King of Hot Hatches. Today I am sitting in a rather lovely red Golf GTI. A lot of the cars I've been given recently are red. It's obviously the new cool look. It's the new black, really. In fact, I've just changed my black car into a red car. But what I really like about the Golf is it reminds me of my youth. A lot of my friends had Golfs as their first car. So it really is a nostalgia trip for me today. And first impressions getting inside are... It seems very luxurious, a lovely curved dashboard, almost like a cockpit around me with all of these wonderful screens and controls. Very nice tech indeed. Now I did drive the Honda Civic Type R, which was another hot hatch, but this tech is far superior. The two USB points are slightly strange. They are a lead in a lead version rather than a USB point built into the dashboard. And much like the Range Rover I drove recently, the Range Rover Sport at probably three times the price of this, um, this Golf has got some great steering wheel controls all done on touchscreens, again, including a heated steering wheel. Luxury. The dashboard in front of me with a speedometer features lap times, which is quite useful, and I can alter the screens to what I want. So for example, the media center in the middle, that can show me what's playing on the normal dashboard position. I can even have the sat nav in that position as well, which is better than constantly looking over to the left. Talking of looking around, it does have what the Jaguar had once, a reflection on the windscreen of the speeding limit you're in, the speed that you're doing, the lane that you're in, and any signs that are coming up on the road. So for example, if you drive past a sign for schools, that will come up in your windscreen. What I'm noticing actually is that this particular reflection is a little bit high and could do with being lowered a bit. I don't know if that's adjustable. It's quite bright as well. It's got heated seats in the back. Now the only other car I've tried that out with was the Range Rover Sport and the boys were absolutely loving being able to have heated seats as well. Nothing worse on a school run morning in the winter. We're in the front all lovely and toasty and they're cold in the back. And I was talking about memories. Well, that's probably because this car first began in 1983. This is the eighth generation of the Golf now. Some people have shown concerns about the look of this Golf. I'm going to get out and have a look, see what they mean. They could be thinking this because it doesn't look like a GTI at first glance. It could be, I hate to say this, any hatchback really. The GTI logo is quite small at the front here. Big VW badge, but the GTI small. Lights are quite narrow and understated. They're LED ones, but a bit narrow. Lovely big alloy wheels. Rear lights, again, not that big. Two exhaust pipes. It's got GTI written under the VW logo at the back. 
It's not striking. It's not striking enough um, if you compare it to the Honda Civic Type R. Getting back inside. The one I've got is an automatic, which for a driver's car is not necessarily that popular, but it does perform well. Don't think that's going to be an issue. Soon get used to it. It's a front wheel drive, though. Not my favourite thing. It's powered by a two litre turbocharged engine delivering well over 200 brake horsepower. Nought to 62 is delivered in just 6.6 .6 seconds onto a limited top speed of 155 miles an hour. Power, definitely not an issue. Let's take it out for a spin. So it's got low profile tires, which does mean you can feel every lump and bump in the road, but they do look good with the big fat alloys. It has lane assist which I found a little bit too much because it pulls the car. It takes over a bit. And I was on a dual carriageway traveling in the right-hand lane of the two. And it was telling me to travel in the middle of the two lanes. And it was bleeping away. And I'm thinking, well, I'm right on this occasion. You're wrong. Now these cars are for going fast. This does feel nice. It handles very well. Wing mirrors, uh, well I had a problem with these when I drove the e-golf over Christmas. I find where the wing mirror is going to a little point, it makes quite a bad blind spot. They either need to redesign the shape of the wing mirrors or add some more tech to help you with the blind spot. As a lot of cars I've been looking at recently uh, bleep you if you're too close to someone in the blind spots or in some cases even have a camera. Now with the information it's showing you on the windscreen, it tells you if you've gone over the speed limit. And it's constantly nagging at me with exclamation marks and warnings. You've gone over the speed limit. It's become very naggy, this car. Absolutely love the steering wheel. It's got two different types of leather on it. And then the bottom half is not round. It's a straight line, which I really like. The Golf is a master of the bends and it doesn't half go around them beautifully. That's due to a locking front differential, one of the many features that ensures it remains master of the bends. I mean, it's sportiness, it's driving fun, it's usability, and what have made the Golf GTI such a powerhouse over so many years. And there's a lot of people who are very loyal to the Golf and wouldn't dream of changing it to anything else, and I can see why. Overall, I'm impressed. I think the tech really makes it, and it's so much needed these days. It drives well, it handles well. Yes, I think they could add a few more funky features to the outside. Apart from that, this is a winner. Now, if you're thinking of buying one of these, prices start at £35,000. The model I tested, just over £42,000. Last week, I went to the launch of the Great Relay 21 at Wars Harley-Davidson in Chelsea. Now, the relay is a 15,000 kilometre relay tour through 13 different countries from London to Luxembourg, onto the northernmost point of Europe, the North Cape in Norway, and back again to finally end the relay in Copenhagen. Why are they doing this? Well, it is for charity, and a charity called Two Wheels for Life, of which we'll hear about very soon. We'll also hear from the guy who runs the Harley Owners Group and tell you how you can join in with this great relay. The journey is being done on the Harley-Davidson Pan America. I'll tell you about that bike as well. But first of all, let's meet Charlie Borman, who you may know from the TV programmes Long Way Round, Long Way Down and Long Way Up, 
where he went on three long-distance motorcycle rides with his friend Ewan McGregor. He began the relay last week. Here's what he had to say. The Great Relay 21 is about getting a whole bunch of people uh, together um, and, and we're, we just happen to be using the new uh, Harley Davidson Pan American um, and um, basically it's going to do a whole kind of a tour of Northern Europe um, and then I think we've just found out that it's probably going to go into Germany now as well and it's basically going to go to all the different chapters all around saying everybody gets a, a leg and sort of carry the baton I suppose. Can anybody join in with this? Um, I, I think I, you, you've got to get to your local Harley dealership and, 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 they'll, um, and they'll get involved and let you know what's going on and what you can do to raise money and, then the, and the real thing to raise money for is for Two Wheels for Life which is basically uh, a charity which funds um, motorbikes to to get doctors and, and medicine and, and medic medication to remote places. Around. And you've just launched the whole race today and you've just been out on the bikes. How was that this morning? Yeah, wet. And uh, in typical British fashion, it was it was wonderful. No, I mean, it, it's really nice. It's really important that, that for what they do um, in Africa with, with, with these motorbikes, you, um, it makes a massive, massive difference. So, And how are you involved in this? What made you get involved in it? Over the years, I've, I've, I've done uh, bits and pieces for the charity and I get a lot out of life so um, uh, so to give a little bit back is is a good thing to do you know okay Charlie thank you a pleasure my name is Gordon and what do you do so I look after the Howard Davidson community so Howie owners group uh, for the UK and Ireland can you tell me about the great ride so the great relay um, 2021 and the unity ride so the idea was to bring all the chapters together um, so that we could get back to riding after covid because we've been we've spent the last 18 months not being able to ride together and um, so this was a great opportunity for all of the chapters and the members to get back together riding and to do a good thing by supporting charity at the same time if I, somebody was listening to this podcast and they said oh, i really want to get involved in this what do they need to do so they need to go to the great really 21.com um, have a look at the route have a look at the website get in contact with the local chapter and they'll be able to help them out with getting them involved on the ride and there's also instructions on how to donate to two wheels for life as well which is a charity we're supporting okay brilliant thank you fantastic thank you very much well let's find out about more about this amazing charity two wheels for life from its founder Andrea Coleman and I asked her what are we raising money for exactly? The work in Africa is to make sure that healthcare reaches the most remote and vulnerable people in Africa using motorcycles. That's incredible. Can you tell me a bit more about it? Yeah, we started this 30 years ago because we knew that um, although vehicles were being used, nobody was running and maintaining them properly so that their vehicle life was very short. And it was also, they were also using unreliable vehicles so people in rural communities weren't getting predictable and reliable health care. So we felt that our job was to make sure that the vehicles were well maintained maintained by the, the riders who ride them, all health workers, and so that the life of the vehicle would be the right length and also pre people would get health care when they needed it, however distant they are and what, however difficult the terrain. This sounds incredible. Who came up with this concept? Well, um, my husband Barry Coleman and, and I were the founders 30 years ago of Riders for Health and um, we did it because we saw that vehicles were being shipped there but they were not being maintained. They were just becoming junk in the, in the landscape. And then you could see women being taken to hospital in wheelbarrows when they were in labour, children shivering with uh, malaria because they weren't getting health care. So we thought, you know, in the 20th century, this really isn't reasonable. 
just because nobody knows or nobody's been trained to run and manage vehicles. So that was how, why we began it and how we began it. That's amazing. So you see it happening, you decide to do it, but how do you make that a reality? Well, the, the start of the programme was to make sure that local people was trained to a very high standard, both as a mechanic and a rider and a driver, and then become trainers and trainers of trainers, so that it becomes deeply rooted in the African continent and doesn't need people from Europe or America to come and say, you know, move over, you guys, we'll sort this out for you. So that was, that was the beginning of it, but it's now expanded to four African countries and um, working with ministries of health nationally across those countries. So who came up with this great Relay 21? Well, that was the, the Harley-Davidson Europe. They, and the, they have HOG chapters, which is the Harley owners groups. And they said, you know, we've got this launch of the new Pan American and we'd like to commemorate that in some way, celebrate it. And so we'd like to raise money for a charity while we do it. And they chose Two Wheels for Life in order to show that motorcycles really do good things in the world. Sounds absolutely brilliant. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that information and I'll, I'll make sure I tell my listeners all about it. It's called Two Wheels for Life. Yes, it is. And, and, and we'd love to hear from anyone who thinks that motorcycles can save lives. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So what bike are they doing this massive relay on? Well, it's a brand new one. Let's hear about it from Steve Kelly, Head of Marketing at Harley-Davidson UK and Ireland. Yeah, so this is the uh, all-new Harley-Davidson Pan America 1250. Um, the bike here is actually the 1250 Special, which comes with uh, with all the gadgets. It's got a load of rider modes and uh, creature comforts like heated grips, which at the moment, with the weather the way it is, is uh, I won't ride without them. <laughs> Yeah, so um, as I said, Pan America 1250, yeah, it's great to get this kicked off today with a great relay, uh, bringing it uh, here in London, but then obviously it's heading over to mainland Europe to, to commence the relay and come back into the UK later, um, later this year in around about July. So anybody listening to this, if they wanted to buy one, what sort of price range are we looking at? Yeah, so you're starting off around about £15,000 for the Pan America 1250. Um, and then obviously if you wanted the special and additional accessories, we've got loads of accessories available to really customise it. Uh, luggage and, and that type of thing that you can add to it. So the world's your oyster really. What's different about the special? So the special comes with um, some additional rider aids, so you get seven ride modes on there as opposed to five. You also get an adaptive daymaker headlight, so when you're actually leaning the bike around corners, uh, an additional light will come on to just cast that beam a little bit further around the corner so you can see where you're going. Um, you get the heated grips that I mentioned um, and a few other rider modes uh, are on there as well. Do you think there'll be a big demand for this? A lot of people waiting for this to come out. Absolutely. So we've actually taken this on what we're calling the VIP tour. Um, there's one more event to happen um, and we've taken deposits at every stop we've been to. Um, and customers are really, really excited about this. And yeah, people have been placing their deposits um, ahead of the bikes uh, arriving in store. So um, yeah, we know that there's really great demand because it's something different. It's something different to the segment. It's something different from Harley Davidson that they've not seen before. So there's a lot of demand out there, which is great. Okay, well, lovely to meet you. Thanks very much. Now, this event took place at Wars Harley Davidson in Chelsea, which is the oldest Harley Davidson shop in Europe. I met the owner. I'm with John Waugh from Waugh's Harley-Davidson. Hi, John. Hi there. So this shop, tell me about it. Uh, well, this shop's Europe's oldest Harley-Davidson dealership. We started in 1924. Uh, wow. So nearly 100 years old. 
So judging by your surname, I am guessing it's a family business. Yeah, family business. Uh, grandfather started it way back when. Yeah. In this exact location? Uh, yeah, pretty much. New building, but uh, yeah, on this spot. Yep. Back in the 20s. That's a lovely bit of history. So that was your grandfather? Yeah, uh, grandfather. He started, he sort of left the army uh, after the First World War, went back into the army because he couldn't get a job, and, but he loved bikes. He loved Harleys. So, um, and he sort of got the first dealership in London and we've kept it ever since. That's incredible. And will you be passing it on to the next generation? Uh, well, hopefully. Fingers crossed we're allowed to ride motorbikes in the future. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Let's keep, let's keep the hopes going. And what do you think about this ride today? What's happening? Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's really cool because Harley has come out with a new adventure bike. I mean, we've been doing adventure bikes before, um, but this is the first one for a while. And, of course, it's being used for the Ride for Life charity, which is amazing, you know, for the African um, situation. You know, they, they, we, we ride our bikes for fun, mostly. A bit of commuting, obviously, for them it's a matter of life uh, so they use motorcycles to get around to deliver vaccines to take doctors here and there so Harley are really going to get involved with that and um, we're hoping to really raise a lot of money by riding around Europe on the brand new Pan America Harley and um, it's looking good now just an aside I rode a live wire for a week um, how's that going down with the regular Harley customers uh, well, personally, I'm the biggest petrol head there is. I love the live wire. I use one to commute all the time. It's the perfect bike. Uh, for me, it's the perfect motorcycle. I mean, the fact it's electric, you know, it's neither here nor there. To me, it's just a brilliant bike to ride. Um, it, it's kind of a peaceful bike. There's no real noise, as you know. Um, but uh, I think it's the future. Uh, and I'm really impressed with the live wire. It goes down really well, especially in London. And a lot of people are getting turned on to it. Really, so you, um, you're converted and you think Harley-Davidson fans will be as well? Uh, I think that motorcycle fans are. We've got Harley-Davidson customers who have switched to it or have got it as well as, but we're also getting a lot of new customers who maybe are into electric vehicles too. But a lot of um, guys who ride it, guys and girls, they ride it and they love it. It's such a nice bike. I mean, obviously you've ridden it. it it's faultless, to be fair. But you don't miss that sort of whirring up and down the gears? Um, well, you know, actually, when you first get on it, because everybody reaches for the clutch, and there isn't one, it's pure twist and go. Um, no, I don't. I like to be able to select a mode. If I'm feeling in the mood, I'll select sport mode, and there's nothing that can touch it, apparently. <laughs> um, and it, it, no, it's just an amazing piece of kit. I think, you know, it's actually, when you're riding it, and when I commute on it, when I arrive at my destination, I actually feel a bit more peaceful. I don't know what it is, it's, cause it's not all that stuff whirring around, which is great. The noise is great normally on a, on a petrol engine bike, but I don't know, something really, really cool and relaxing about riding an electric bike. Well, it's good to hear, considering we've all got to convert at some point, so at least you're enjoying it. Well, I think so, and it's really cool that Harley is sort of leading the, the way with this. I mean, there are no other major manufacturers making an electric bike, a production bike like that, and it's such a good thing. It looks awesome too. All right, John, thank you. You're welcome. While I was at the launch event at Harley-Davidson, I bumped into a certain other DJ called Dr Fox. And hello, how are you? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very nice. Uh, my, one of my favourite places at Wars Harley-Davidson. So walk over from the house, get a free coffee, look at motorbikes. What, what is there not to love about that? So is that what you're here for today, just a cup of coffee? <laughs> no, I, no, I came over because there were some people here from Harley and their PR company that I've been talking with about a, a project, a, a band project called the Band of Bikers. But they also they said they'd all be over here today because of this relay that they're starting on the new Pan America. And 
and I came to see the Pan America last week and Charlie Borman said he was going to be over here today so I said right we'll pop over and say hi and kill three birds with one stone and now four because you're going to be on the podcast oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't realise that this is, a, this is an added bonus clearly <laughs> now tell us about your biking life what do you ride uh, at the moment I ride a Harley Electroglide standard which I've never I've had lots of tourers before but never had the Electroglide always thought it was a great one just a tour on with all the boxes but they did this stripped down Electroglide standard without all the I, I personally hate all the nonsense in the dash but I don't want a sat nav I don't want a radio I listen to enough music in my life in headphones I just actually my bike for me is freedom and escape so I didn't want all that and but I just something about this Electroglide standard that's the, a lot of American Harley owners have been asking for a stripped back without all the electronic garbage on it in a that had this new engine and the new engine although it for me it does lack a bit of soul riding it compared to the old ones um, it's an amazing engine I mean it's a way better engine and uh, it's just brilliant to ride so although it's a bit of a big bike this one certainly for whizzing around London on you can get through all the traffic you can and if you can find a parking space that's been the good thing about the pandemic plenty of parking spaces but that's all about to stop uh, it's a great bike to have I just hate having a bag on my back you see so having the bags fab and like many bikers I bet you've got more than one bike come on you know, at the moment, I only have one. This is my 33rd Harley Davidson I've had in my Okay, we'll let you off. Yeah, yeah okay, so I've, <laughs> I've had many. If, if I had a few others, I want to buy a dirt bike. I'm, I'm looking to get an, an old dirt bike, though, a sort of um, like an old Bull Taco or an old KTM or something maybe 70s, 80s. I, I guess the kind of stuff I grew up on as a kid. Well, thank you so much. Great to meet you. Very nice to meet you too. Now then, album recommendations. Lots of new music to talk about because it's been a while since the end of the last series. Loads has come out between now and then. Royal Blood, The Coral, Rag and Bone Man, Paul Weller. And out just last week, new albums from The Counting Crows, Gary Newman, Pink and 21 Pilots. Great new album called Scaled and Icy. One to look out coming up soon is Delamitri. They've got one out on May the 28th. But coming up in June, something really exciting from Muse. It's going to be the 20th anniversary of their album Origin of Symmetry, which is a stunning album. Please listen to the original album between now and then. But a remix version is coming out on June the 18th. And Matt Bellamy said in revisiting the album, what we found was the original mixes on the singles like Plugging Baby and Bliss were pretty good. So they were the hardest ones to improve. But it was the deeper album tracks like Micro Cuts where we were able to make massive breakthroughs. So that is big news. Muse are re-releasing Origin of Symmetry in June, a remix version celebrating its 20th anniversary. Now, Harley's with me right now. Harley, come back over here. Yes. Harley is 12 in July, and just in case we've got some new listeners, just explain who on earth you are. Well, um, so I am the star of this little uh, podcast thing, and, you know, this is the owner, my um, my mum. Okay, now, Harley, you are named after somewhere I was and been talking about on this podcast, the Harley Davidson uh, motorbikes. Oh, yeah. How does it feel being named after a brand like that? Um, it's very cool, but obviously, obviously it's not as cool as being named after Nike. Actually, you know, it's really good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to call you Nike? <laughs> yeah, my new name. All right, all, to all the new mm. listeners, my new name is now Nike. So you can either call me Mike or Nike. Mike? Mike. Yeah, Nike. Mike. Not, not Mike. Both, you can choose. But why Mike? Because Mike sounds like Nike, and Nike's just a weird name. 
Just, just carry on the okay. Now, Muse, okay, just talking about Muse, they're re-releasing their album Origin of Symmetry, which contains the songs Plug-In Baby and Bliss. Um, you're a big fan of Muse as well. Which songs do you like? Uh, I like Pressure, and I think uh, my favourite song would be uh, Reapers. What is that one that Dexter shouts to? Is it Drill Sergeant? Yeah, no, I actually shout to that one. Oh, is it you? Go on then. Yeah, so... Uh, let's let's have a demonstration. Uh, yeah, so at the beginning it's like, if you do not do what you are told to do, when you do it, you will be punished. Do you understand? I sir. That was pathetic for me. <laughs> well, um, that does bring back memories. We used to play that song rather a lot in the car. That was Psycho by Muse. Um, but yeah, so they're re-releasing Origin of Symmetry. We can't wait to hear the remix version of that. Thank you, Harley. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Now, something new to the podcast, it's called the MCN Minute, where I speak to Emma Franklin from the MCN paper about what's coming up in their weekly paper. Hello, Emma. Hello, Leona. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good. Glad it's uh, a little bit sunnier now these days. I'm going to touch wood as we say that. Probably start raining (laughs) now that you said that. Um, Now, quickly tell me, what do you do at MCN? So, I'm MCN's deputy editor and I've been there for years and years a long time so I do a little bit of everything basically from the general production to going out and riding bikes for tests to product testing to all kinds so it's a bit of a dream job for a a bike fan. Certainly is. Now um, tell me about the paper. So it's a weekly paper. Yeah it's a weekly paper and we've been going concurrently since 1955 so what's that 66 years so we come out every week and you know in that time we've covered all kinds of landmark uh, events in motorcycling so yeah every week we come out in physical paper form and we're also online as well at motorcyclenews.com so. so you can go to your news agent and just say pick up a copy of this newspaper it's not something you have to order no, I mean, you can subscribe, but yeah, the easiest way is to go down to your local shop or supermarket and it'll be there on the shelf or you can uh, you can sign up to a subscription by going to greatmagazines.co.uk or you can get with the modern times and download our Bikes Unlimited app, which goes onto your uh, smartphone or your tablet. And I think that's like £6.99 um, a month and you'll get... Uh, access to all the other sort of Bauer motorcycling titles within that as well so it's a good thing. Okay brilliant let's begin because that was kind of an introduction that doesn't count as the MCN minute this counts as the MCN minute now The MCN minute Tell me what's in this week's paper so our top story is about the uh, Norton V4, so it's the ongoing saga with Norton. So basically when the old Norton collapsed 18 months ago, the 55 owners who actually received their V4s before the company went into administration, they felt like the lucky ones, while those remaining deposit owners presumed they'd lost everything. So fast forward to today and those roles have been reversed because those existing V4 owners have just been told that their bikes have as many as 35 defects and have been given a do not ride warning. Ooh. Whereas, yeah, whereas those who've paid a deposit are now waiting to get their hands on a bike which will actually be dramatically better because it'll be from the new owners of Norton TBS so there's a lot of anger and confusion out there about that right now as you understand yeah I can imagine that that's awful okay what else so okay as well as all the latest sports analysis from the opening round of World Superbike last weekend where Johnny Ray absolutely 
did the unthinkable with 101 wins. Uh, we've also got two special pull-out supplements. So the first is on the critical important subject of how, how to keep your bike safe from thieves. So mm. it's packed full of our top-rated thief-beating locks, chains and gadgets, keeping your bike safe when you're out and about and at home. And also we've got another supplement, which is about electric bikes. And they're a little bit divisive, aren't they? So people love them, people hate them. What do you think? Loads of chat about electric bikes at the moment um, yeah. and indeed cars as well. And um, yeah, I was riding the Harley Livewire, which was quite an experience. And again, mixed reviews from my friends who are bikers. How are you finding it all? Yeah, well, I actually got the, to ride the Harley Livewire for this supplement and live with it for a week. And I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, a really good bike in its own right. And once you get your head around having to recharge it and stuff like that, it sort of becomes second nature. So I think there is a bright future for e-bikes, you know, as much as I'll probably get a lot of flack for saying that. But basically, there is a future for it. There, and there I don't think we're going to have much choice for too much longer. So we're going to have to embrace it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what this uh, supplement's all about. It's about lifting the lid on electric, uh, the electric future and basically trying to go forward with it, really. So highly topical. Emma, yeah. thank you for joining us on the MCN Minute. No problem. Even if it was more than a minute. <laughs> the MCN Minute. Well, that's it from the podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening. Please comment, rate and review wherever possible, as long as it's all good. And follow me on the socials at Rock and Road Pod. Thank you for listening. 